0: Welcome to We're Doing Our Best. Uh, glad to be back in the studio here. It is going to be a busy day. Um, we have plenty of good guests today. We have the number one ranked 120-pound female wrestler in the state of Ohio, Callie Lang in the building. Welcome, Callie. Um Hello. Hello. We also have, uh, in his early retirement of Middle school girls basketball coaching, Austin Claridge, who just finished his fifth year in a row of third place in the state of Ohio Lutheran basketball tournament. Do we really have to go from state champion to third place? Third place? That's, <laughs> our, <laughs> that's, that's basketball. That <laughs> we got to start higher. And then we are also going to have Scott Thrush on who is the boys basketball coach winning the first ever uh, for the St. John's Boys State Tournament uh, Lutheran Basketball. And they are in the national tournament now in Fort Wayne, Indiana. But he's not on the mic yet. We will have him here in a little bit. Also joined, uh, we are gymless again. He decided to go back to Alaska. <laughs> um, but we do have Jen and Marie on the okay. mic. How are you doing, ladies?
1: Hello. Good. So excited to be here.
0: Are you? Um Jen wasn't with us last episode, so she did forget how to talk into the microphone, so we do apologize for those I heard early, my voice earlier in my earphones, emissions.
1: earphones those things So things. I'm sorry,
0: let's uh it's it's been a while since we were all together here. Jen, how have you been?
1: I have been incredibly busy, Dan. Thank you for asking incredibly busy doing what
0: that was it. <laughs> Usually, Jen goes in a 20-minute monologue. That was like
1: Everything 13 seconds. Everything is army or kid-related. I did have surgery a couple weeks ago. On I uh, got my kid no longer have babies. Which is exciting. Lady and surgery. Yeah, lady surgery. I was thinking about how to say that, and I wasn't yeah. sure how to say it, so I just said surgery. But uh, that was fun and recovered from that, so I'm excited to start working out again. Well, you look good. Well, thank you. Until... We get a photo over here, and it's the best photo he can over It'll be
0: a wonderful photo. Hickson is in the studio tonight.
2: Dan, are you sure? Yeah. Are it's you not, the best? It's not
0: Dan. Yes, it's
1: Dan.
0: Marie. Dan. How have you been?
2: I've been... I had the worst two weeks of my life, and then it turned into the best two days of my life so far.
0: It's All she's right. she's
2: the mama of a champion. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Go on. Last
2: week and the week before were horrendous. Why? Nerves. Oh, because of the tournament? Anxiety. Vomiting. Really? Sweating. Terrible. (laughs) Terrible what this kid did (laughs) to our whole family. Stress. Nerves.
0: Just because of the tournament? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: Just the, yeah.
0: I'm sure she was cool as a cucumber.
2: Yes, she was. It's just nerve-wracking because it's the first official sanctioned and that it was her senior year and- Ruta sponsored it. So there was a lot going on for the weekend. And it was like, you know, she won the um, runner up last year, her sophomore year, she won it, but um, some people don't like to recognize it because it's not a sanctioned, it wasn't sanctioned. So a lot of people don't recognize the hard work and just um, view it as a club hobby. So it was like, she's, she's. She's ready to get it,
0: and this is historic. Like the, yeah, the first, first ever.
2: First, there's been eighty. Was it eighty six or eighty seven boys state state championships, and this was the first girls. So it's it was big. It's the real deal now.
0: Well, she she stopped in the office. Um, what about a week ago, week and a half ago? Did you,
1: did
0: you just, just uh, you know, stone face. Like she she knew she had it. Like there there was no uh no question in her mind that she was going to win it i know she did try to play humble when i asked her but i'm like ah oh, we'll see but <laughs> you know that's i think i feel like that's what all the greats do you know michael jordan lebron yeah maybe i don't know Kobe I, I, yeah but we we might win one we might not who knows but you know in her head i think she she was just trying to say it humbly and she didn't want to say there's a 0% chance that i lose this match so but how how many matches did you have to wrestle
3: uh, for this tournament. For this tournament, yeah, sixteen man bracket. Any close? No. None, uh, <laughs> except for the the finals. The score was close, but in m- my opinion, wrestling it like I don't think it was that close. There were times where they called that. they called some stuff that could have made it go her way more, but like like the first two takedowns were easy and for a state finals match to call a takedown easy is like insane.
0: So they, they didn't want to put a lang at the top of the, the totem pole.
3: I, I don't I think the refs that. were skewed against me, but I think there were some times where like, I don't know. I could have gone a different way.
0: Who did, uh, who'd you wrestle against in that championship? What, Lacey, what Nick,
3: Clay, Claymont. No. Yeah. Clayton, Clayton. Northmont. Clayton Northmont. She's freshman. She's, freshman. Tough. She's, tough. She's tough.
0: She's tough. Wow. So next year might be her year.
3: I think it will be. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Well,
3: she'll probably go up. She'll probably go. Th- she'll probably go she She has a shot at a couple more state titles. Well, she, I could see her getting bigger. She's really strong for a 120-pounder.
0: I mean, you you have a couple sisters now coming up in the pipeline. You don't think they're going to be able to challenge, or are they in a different weight class? Different weight class. Mm. Well, you never know. Growth spurts hit. So
2: The Langs are small but mighty,
4: Dad. <laughs> small but mighty.
5: <laughs> I love it. Austin, yes, sir. how's retirement? Mm-hmm. Um It's been short. Um, I, about two hours after our last game in the state tournament, I jumped on a flight to Florida for work, landed, and all but went straight to our banquet, basketball banquet. I was actually back at the school helping with some basketball stuff last night. So I haven't really felt it yet. Um, Someday, at some point, that's fine, um, I will get to enjoy my retirement. But not yet. Not yet. So...
2: The big question though, Austin, is will you be back?
5: Um, eventually. So I get that question a lot. Um there are some other things in the works, um, coaching wise. Um I'm not gonna quit coaching entirely, but the whole the school season, the five days a week for four months and then nothing for eight months is out the door. It's gonna be a little bit more consistent, maybe across the year. Um I've been lucky over the last seven years of coaching. I've gotten some licenses, some um, certifications and things that allow me to do some stuff on my own. Um, so some personal training, some camps, things like that are probably in the works.
1: So for all of our listeners, I'm sorry, I don't know you. Uh, and I'm sure everybody else does because of St. John's, but can you give me some background? Like, are you a teacher at St. John's or are you just a coach? I mean, not just I'm not, a coach, but um, are you just like, what other, what's your life? So
5: I went to St. John's K through eight, left, went to college. Um, I actually played, played basketball my whole life, always wanted to be a basketball coach, ended up and pursued football a little bit more heavily, played football for four years in college, Um, went to South Carolina for grad school, came back, kind of got roped into the St. John's coaching thing against my will, if I'm being honest, kind of got drug in to help out um, some people that were were learning, needed a little bit of help. Um, I always wanted to coach middle school, girls basketball wasn't always exactly my target, on my vision board. Um, so I, I, kind of fought it, you know, told him like, yeah, I won't come to practice, but I'll like come meet you in the gym when I could teach you some stuff. Ended up and got drug into practice. And, um, from the second I walked in, I loved it. Um, it's an interesting demographic it's an interesting age. Um, got a lot going for it. It's a cool, it's kind of a cool, cool group to, to coach. And actually I remember I coached the whole practice. And I was like, all right, I'm done. That was it. 90 minutes of my middle school girls coaching career. Um, and the head coach at the time was like, Hey, some of the eighth graders stuck around, they want to talk to you. And they waited for me in the hallway. I'm like, Hey, can you come back and keep coaching? I, was like, ah, I guess. And that was seven years ago. So. <laughs> and
1: kudos to you. I, uh, I did some soccer stuff with Michaela's soccer team last year. Um, and I never want to coach any girls team ever you know it's, it's just there's you have the players who are awesome and they are they try and they put the hard you know all their effort into it and they have good attitudes and then you have the ones that are lazy and you just want to like kick like move do what I'm telling you to do
0: as so. is a metaphor for life and I think in general <laughs> um I, and i I will say being a fifth through eighth grade program and you know i I had the good fortune of coaching with Austin this year it it is intense it is an intense season for middle school girls um we what, what like 190 days or something, though. something like that started in october
5: ended in march
0: yeah i, I mean it, it's great and we could still be going um you know if we had gotten accepted into a national tournament so i mean it could still be going on into
5: almost april mm-hmm. so, so
1: is your favorite part about being a coach watching your players progress
5: yeah for sure um and i think that's one of my favorite things about this age group is like i've always said middle school is tough like it's a tough age group to coach but they're like old enough to be into it right if you get much younger than like seventh eighth grade um you know it's a little less organized a little less intense um but you catch them at this age where they're like getting really excited they want to be there they it's their first taste plan for their school um but they're young enough that they're like moldable they want to learn they're like sponges right and like Especially when you talk from October to March, kids that age, you never have the same team in March that you did in October, and it's cool. And, you know, I've been blessed with good players over the years. Um, I've I've gotten to coach world-class future state champion wrestlers um, <laughs> on my team.
2: You're too kind. <laughs> she <laughs> so, was a starter, Dan.
5: She was. Yeah. She
0: was a stud. And given given her her current height, don't lie for then, the sake of the podcast. Please. Back in <laughs> back in eighth grade, she had to have been all a four foot eleven. She that was uh,
1: less.
0: yeah. Um, yeah, you forgot
1: the mighty part.
2: Oh, uh, <laughs>
0: mighty! I have no doubt. Mighty. My, mighty runs in their family.
2: She still has her nickname. Mighty, mighty Mouse. Oh, yeah. yeah. Tell the story. Gary, uh, yeah.
3: Oh yeah. Um, well, Maya's grandpa gave me the nickname the dunk because he said he believed that I could really dunk it one day in basketball. And I'm five foot. So he really believed in me. But it was a funny story. So and he, he was super pumped for up for me. For
0: How mm-hmm. close did you get?
3: <laughs> no, I think Austin could vouch for me and say I was touching the rim most of the time. You're getting there,
0: getting there, Just getting there. <laughs> now, there, there's a new series out uh, called Chang Can Dunk on Nickelodeon or Disney Channel or something. I don't know if you guys have seen the previews for this. It's a real thing, I swear. I I swear on everything. It's called Chang can dunk. Um I envisioned you when you said, you know, I they they were rooting for you to dunk. So that the whole trailer of that series, um <laughs> it could have been the the cali Lang story. Chang can dunk.
3: Chang can dunk. It's an Asian guy. And it's on what Disney Plus. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and he bets the school basketball star that he can dunk by homecoming. Yep. So before he can rise up, he'll have to re examine everything he knows about himself, his friendships, and his family.
5: Yep. So um Is that
2: how you were when you were playing basketball, Cal? Oh yeah. Lots so
5: fun story about Callie and dunking. Oh no. When I like I think it was my first year coaching or second, like Callie was all over me all season to dunk. All she wanted to do was see me dunk. And I was like, I'm old. I don't think I could dunk anymore. Like, I'm not even going to try. He might have been 23 at the time. (laughs) I was 26. Um, (laughs) And uh, no, actually, I was was younger than that. You're right. Um, The math ain't math. And I was 24. Um, But... So she kept telling me to dunk and she's like, before I leave, before I graduate, I'm going to see you dunk. One time she went, I think she ran to fill up her water or whatever. She was oh, like, the only went to person the that left the gym yeah. and we're all like, all right, everybody, when she gets back in, we're going to say that Austin was dunking during the water break <laughs> and she came back in and everyone's like going crazy. We all like staged this whole thing and we're like, you missed it. Austin finally dunked. She was so mad. I thought she was going to quit the team. She was like, <laughs> she's like, I'm done. This is... Everything I looked for is gone. And
3: I completely forgot about that, but now that you tell the story, <laughs> I, it's coming back. It's
5: so back. It? Has he done for
1: you yet? I don't think so. I, yeah, stay champion over here. You have to at least give it.
5: A bow. It has been some years and some pounds ago
0: that I've <laughs> So it and and I'll, I'll say it was a very physical season. Um, I sprained my ankle. Austin sprained his ankle, and Paul blew out his meniscus oh my that God. landed him in the hospital.
1: So is this all, the, all of the kids? Yeah. We, had, we, the coach we
0: had just to, had a
2: physical we had season, to, not the
0: girl. We had to carry Paul out of the gym <laughs> to go to the hospital because he turned around too funny. Um, <laughs> Playing knockout before practice yeah, started. It was, it was it was a physical season, but uh, I, I think it was a good one. There's a lot to build on there. But – yeah, so retirement's just now starting. Um, I, I've told him to come back for next year. Uh, you know, I, I even made the made the offer. I don't know if he remembers, but you don't have to be at every practice. Just maybe come once a week and then show up at the games. And uh, that'll. Game time coach. Yep, that'll work. A game time coach. You can give the a little speech in there and get them
5: drawn up. And Influence
2: we'll, the refs. That's, that's it. always that's always nice.
5: I will. Show up to games and whatever I want to wear and sit up in the stands and eat my popcorn and watch and try not to be stressed out. I want to watch some sports and enjoy enjoy it. (laughs) it. Yeah, he will be stressed out. I I will. will That I have no doubt. That's accurate. Very good. Well,
2: Callie's commitment to Coach Austin was so strong. Isn't that when we flew you separately? mm -hmm. He says yes. Yes, right? Yep. Our family was taking our vacation and they made it to state, right? Mm Mm-hmm.
5: I think, yeah, and it was she, the state tournament. She
2: stayed we all left and we bought her a separate ticket and she went to the game and then Becky
5: mm-hmm. stayed with Steve the Lynches,
2: yep. And then her grandpa picked her up and put her on a plane to Florida. I think that was 8th grade year. Mm-hmm. It's like the last game cuz Kelly had to be with her team and coach Austin.
0: And so many years have passed uh passed that Becky is no longer a Lynch. She is an Andrews.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and where is Jim? And Jim tell is the not story. Here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she is she's no longer Lynch.
0: Anyway, I, I think that might be when Spark started to fly for them. I don't know. We we'll have to hear that story. It was story actually
2: from Jim. right around then. Right around that time. Because
3: was it not? I yes. Was, yes, it was. I could tell the whole story of the romance. No, I'm just kidding. But I was I was there for a lot of it, you know, and. Very close to the Anna
0: and Taylor, so. Yep, that's uh, Jim. We we miss you. Come back from Alaska. Where are you, to, is he to actually join us. in Alaska? Yeah, he's he likes to take Alaskan cruises, but he's he's weird. He no, take no. he takes he them out of Georgia
1: too, for forever, and I'd be like, "Where's Jim?" And I really thought he was too, so it's okay. Yeah.
0: If you would have listened to last episode, Jen, he talked all about his Alaskan excursion. Mm-hmm. Um, on, so this um, is just
3: like Austin dunking, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is, this
1: is
0: awesome no, I. I mean, I. He got, he got he got rim this you year.
1: on quick. Here you go. I,
0: he he <laughs> was this close to dunking. Uh, the ball kind of slipped out of his hand um, at the rim, so it was it was impressive.
2: Okay, I have a question for Callie and Austin. Your top. Let's not do top one. Top two memories of Jeez. your wrestling. Or we could do basketball. No, dude, I don't remember a lot.
0: Do of wrestling. Games. Do wrestling. Okay, She's way past top the age Okay, top wrestling. two
2: or three moments of wrestling, and then Austin's top two or three memories of basketball. Go. Ever State in champions whole wrestling first. career? Yes. Yeah, in your career. You both are ending your careers, kind of, in Marysville right now for a little bit.
1: Well, that's sad. That's a sad thought.
2: Not really. Pausing your memories. Pausing. That's better. <laughs>
0: It is when you, when you become our age, you know, and gray coaching, hair is starting like to go, um, you will miss these times. I can assure you.
3: Okay. Austin, do you want to All start? Right, Austin, you, you can lead us off. There's a lot of good times that I've I had.
5: Maybe kind of putting us on the spot. Um, so, Hmm. Doesn't that's doesn't a good have question. Be just, just, I mean, so, um, one was definitely from this season. Um, we made it to the league championship game in the league tournament um i don't think anybody if anybody bet if we were you know on the DraftKings sports book our odds to get to the the league championship would not have been very high at the beginning of the season um we played genoa who's always kind of our tough team our um in league rival like the week before the tournament played a super close game one at the end um, rolled in and played them in the semifinal, so it was like everybody was there. We were all hyped up for it. Um, we I there was I thought no chance we were gonna win towards the end. We were down by like four with under a minute left. Um, one of our players fouled out. We had the ball, or they had the ball, with like
0: thirty now, seconds. When he says one of our players fouled out, that was like at the beginning of the fourth period. Yeah, and it was so you Mary. Had a, you it had was, a
2: lot. of. A lot of game and fifth yes. an grader. Out. All of our offense
5: are, well, was on yep. the bench. Um, they got the ball with like thirty seconds left. Um, they bring it down. We have Allie, who's a fifth grader, in guarding their point guard somehow, and we're like screaming from the sideline, like "You got a foul! You got a foul!" And she doesn't foul. Forces a five-second violation turnover. We get the ball back. Fifteen seconds left. Down by one. We call a timeout. Put in the sideline play. We hit a buzzer beater um, to go up by one. And know was this whole thing, and they called a foul on us on the inbound. And the girl got two free throws and missed. But, um, but we had we had a fifth grader step up and an eighth grader step up to win that game, get us to the championship game, which we will stop the story there. We do not need to talk about that championship game. <laughs> I, well, I I will say, and and I think the championship game was just nerves
0: uh, it, more than because we played them way closer in the regular season, um, and I think it was just an yes. overwhelming experience, but. Um, That's my favorite part,
1: too. What you just explained. My yeah, favorite part, too. Yeah. I'm, so soccer, the, soccer,
0: the funny part, and it's it's maybe the loudest I've ever heard it in that gym in two years during that game. Because when our player fouled the girl at the end of the game, the clock had run out and buzzed for two seconds already. I mean, the game was over two seconds before that foul. Nobody could hear the buzzer. It was that loud in the gym. And you've been in the gym, that buzzer is not soft. So it was, I mean, I was hitting like 120 decibels on my watch.
5: (laughs) It was like being at a Cavs game with with the noise level. Yeah, we had about as many people in the gym as during a Cavs game, I think.
0: Yeah, roughly. (laughs) Roughly. (laughs) Generally. A a Jackets game, definitely. You know, but no doubt. Not, you know, close to a Cavs game if they were playing Detroit or something, maybe the Spurs.
1: I have questions for
0: Callie. Yeah, that was a long one, so I'm going to get to Callie for her. So, favorite. Callie, go ahead with a, a favorite memory. You've had plenty of time there's, to think about this.
1: There's a
3: lot. There's a lot of good ones. But I'd say my top three right now are probably Fargo this year. The whole experience, the whole training leading up to it, the entire week was a hard, strict, disciplined week leading up to it. Tell them what it is, really. Fargo's the biggest national Um tournament in the country for high schoolers and it's freestyle folk style and greco or no it's just freestyle and greco and it's girls and boys and it's huge it's in north dakota it's you stay in these college dorms for a whole week with the teams every single state brings a team so there's team ohio team pennsylvania you know team california and it's a huge tournament it's a week long with how many days they need to run the whole thing there's 24 mats in this huge arena Um, and I went this year, my goal was to all American and I went five and two and I lost in the blood round right before, but it was one of the, some of the best I've ever wrestled in my life. And it was an amazing experience. I had a great team with me, great teammates. Dad was in my corner the whole time. Um, and I just had so much fun and I wrestled great. And so that was amazing. And I'll always remember that in the training because the training for it was fun. And then getting my 100th win on senior night was awesome in the home gym under the spotlight and then winning the state title this year.
0: Nice. So, yeah. Now, the that national tournament, that's I did, did you tell us about that? Cuz that that seems like a big like a big deal going outside of the state.
3: Yeah, it's in North Dakota. You take these buses. Awesome. I think team Ohio takes over 300 kids and they're all Pretty good high school boys.
2: Yeah. Ages and weights.
3: Um, well it's just high school, but then the girls team is huge this year. It doubled from what it was last year. And you know, we ended up having uh two national champs and a runner up mm. and did pretty good with our showing and our placement, but it was a lot of fun. And it's fun to be with the tough girls in the state. So
0: so what what's in the future for this? Like, are we talking like Ronda Rousey UFC stuff? You know, is is there any interest there? Because um, personally, I know a guy who knows three guys who know Dana White. And, uh, you know, I can put in a word. I I don't know. It might take a couple years for him to hear it. Um, oh. But... You know, are you you going that route or no, no interest?
3: Probably not. Probably staying with freestyle and trying to get into international wrestling.
0: Okay. So just keeping it to the mat, not the octagon? Yeah. You just don't want to get punched in the head?
3: I have a pretty face. Okay. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Just don't get hit in the face. Women's
1: wrestling in college?
3: (laughs) Uh, I don't know where I'm going to go yet, but there's a lot of different schools that offer it. And you can go NCAA or NAIA, and there's a lot of different options, or wrestle for an RTC, but it depends on where I go. So I'm getting, like, offers and, and like, recruiting offers from a couple different teams, and then I applied to the Naval Academy. So there's a possibility I could wrestle there. So we'll see what happens, and I don't know yet, but we'll figure it out.
0: Now, and I have to assume, so I got advice uh, from somebody I used to work with that said, if you have girls, get them into sports, because scholarships in sports for girls, some some sports, uh, he was talking about golf specifically, mm-hmm. but I would imagine wrestling is another one of those sports where there's probably more scholarships due to, what is it, Title IX or something to give away than they have actual competitive athletes. So I imagine you have quite a few offers uh, where you could take your pick to almost – any school in the country that has a wrestling program?
3: Um, I think there's a couple. I mean, Iowa's a huge one. Couple
0: holdouts still.
3: Yeah, I mean, like if I went to Iowa, I could be like fourth or fifth string just because of really? how, how the talent that they're recruiting.
0: But uh, I would imagine that their facilities and training program is is top notch. So you probably would rise pretty quick yeah. given the background.
3: I mean, yeah, it's they're they're training people to be Olympic champions. So
0: now. Is it, so I guess this is the the question of how big of a challenge do you like? Are you a person that says, okay, I can go wrestle for the Naval Academy and be number one on their team walking in and know I'm going to be competitive and number one on their team? Or is it, well, I can go to Iowa and be fourth and fifth walking in, but I'm going to earn that top spot?
3: Yeah, I like I like this. I like both options. And in the end, it's like what's going to prepare me for a better future um, and I think those are two different things because Naval Academy gives you a future in your career and what you choose to do, but somewhere like Iowa could give you a huge future in wrestling past college. So
0: do you feel like Olympic wrestling is in your purview?
3: Yeah. Yes.
0: The, the confidence. I, I wish I had this confidence at 17. <laughs> it would, it would have been amazing.
3: Well, I, I
2: have some great role models. So
0: well, let, let's, let's talk to mama for a minute. What What does mama think? Mama bear.
2: Mama's kind of out of the loop on this one, Cal. Um, I don't know. We're just waiting to see. Um, you know, like when you said the challenge, that was her dad. He could have gone. He got full ride offers for wrestling um, to multiple colleges, smaller colleges. Um, I think like Eastern Michigan, some you know like things like that. Uh, smaller wrestling schools. And then a partial to Ohio State. Well, he wanted Big Ten. He wanted to go Big Ten, big time,
0: Big Buckeye.
2: Yeah. So um, it's essentially the question you asked her, you know. So um, he chose. He chose to to wrestle in the Big Ten for Ohio State. They had the number one recruiting class, and his career didn't pan out the way he wanted. But the lessons he got from that have made him very successful so she'll be successful anywhere she goes she's got a couple she got like an academic offer Mm -hmm. to a school she's got a couple you know um uh athletic for wrestling offers and feelers out there and then the naval academy so we'll just wait and see what comes in the big thing was waiting till after the state tournament to see but i i don't think any choice callie makes will be a wrong choice because it's she's she's gonna she's gonna do well she's got a good head yeah so she'll make it she'll make it the best whatever she chooses so i have a
1: question for kelly is it when i grow up i want to be an olympic wrestler or is it when i grow up i want to do this and it would be really cool to be an olympic wrestler also it's a good question
3: it's definitely more i want to be an olympic wrestler okay because i want to dedicate myself fully to that and there are people whose full-time jobs is you're an olympian Right, and I'd love to get to that point. So, what's that, your
1: major? What are you thinking about major wise, like sports? I'm
3: not sure. Um, I've been, I've been thinking about a lot of different options. You know, I know Dad has talked to me about going into business. and I, I'd, I'd like to minor in psychology if I go into business. Um, I want to do something with sports psychology, but I don't know. I've also talked to a couple other people and trying to get ideas for what I what I could do. I still don't know what I want to do yet. Outside of wrestling.
5: In the words of the great Cardale Jones, we didn't come here to play school, right? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. The, the late great. Stop it, Austin. <laughs> yes, the great. late great Cardale Jones. Uh, I
0: I will say, uh I, I'll, I'll say this. So um we were talking, and we've been in contact. Uh, I know we were talking off air um, with Chase Blackburn to come on and, and talk about uh, his, but um, him and I'm sure, you know, Gabe powers, mm-hmm. uh, they had very, yeah, no, no that was have. uh Colton the, the older brother, but they had very similar football paths. Um, just, you know, two decades apart. Um, one was my decade and the other one is your decade. So, uh, he chase decided to go, he had an offer. He could have went to Ohio state, um, fought it out he decided to go to Akron and it absolutely made his career by going down, playing and growing uh, organically uh, led to a successful 10 year NFL career with two Super Bowls, which is, I mean, if you're an NFL player, I think that is the height of your uh, career career path. And then he's been a coach the last seven years. Um, so I'm sure he does not regret his decision. On the other hand, Gabe had decided to go to Ohio State, not an instant starter, Time will tell, you know, Ohio State's, they get world-class athletes from all over the country. So, just to come from Marysville to go to Ohio State in football is a huge accomplishment. Um, But I think it's more about the hard work, the dedication you put in. And uh, I will will say, if there's anything I know about your family, I don't think that's going to be an issue. Because I don't think they're going to let you stop. I I certainly don't think your dad is going to let you stop pushing.
3: (laughs) Well, I'm not going to stop pushing, so... Doesn't matter what they decide. <laughs> but thank you. I really appreciate answer. that.
0: Great answer.
2: I have a question for Callie. So Austin was basketball coach. Dan, basketball coach and volleyball coach at St. John's, right?
0: Yep. And
2: track. Are you coaching no, no, or just dear okay. lord?
0: I need a break. Okay.
2: <laughs> so Callie was not um athletic. She was not athletically gifted. She's very academically gifted. Her athletic abilities in my eyes are from her hard work and training and willpower. Um, but Callie played every sport at St. John's. No, I didn't do track. She didn't do track. Oh, I thought you did. She did basketball. She did cheerleading. You did golf, soccer. soccer. So for Dan, who has two young daughters, Callie, what do you think, um, and you didn't start wrestling until you were a freshman in high school. What do you think the benefits are of participating in a sport at that young age, even though you might not have goals? You never thought you'd grow up to be an athlete, right?
0: I, I can't wait to hear the answer to this. But I will say, from from watching you and your younger sisters you with wrestling and uh, you know your younger sisters with basketball and volleyball, I don't think athletic not athletically gifted is the correct word because I feel like everybody in your family is athletically gifted just just based on the genes. And our last interview with uh Michael, with Michael, I, I think opened that well, you have a genetic potential just based on who you are. So I feel like your genetic potential is maybe much higher than say Hickson's genetic potential <laughs> to to be a, a super athlete, but um well, think you maybe just didn't put it into motion. I think as ca- soon.
2: I think Callie's uh, motivation for sports at St. John's were maybe more social. Boys. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> I think friends social. All my friends were guys, so so boys. <laughs> All right. But what? How would you answer that? Like your when you played sports younger.
0: What's your message to the younger generation of children that are coming up to? Uh, I think the question was to enhance, you know, what sports they play, how it's going to help them.
2: Even by, if you weren't planning yeah. to be an athlete when you grow up, how can
3: I think it teaches you discipline, and it definitely teaches you social skills that a lot of other kids don't get. I mean, you learn how to be coached, you learn how to communicate, you learn how to work with the team, and no matter what, I think any sport you do shows you sides of yourself that you don't know and. Even though not everyone can see it, when you're practicing, you know how much effort you're giving and you know how much of your time and your heart and your mind you're dedicating in the moment. And even if your coach can't see it, you know if you're putting in everything you can or not. And that's very important because some people don't get that opportunity to even know how much they're doing or what they're giving. And then I think, it, it like I said, I think one of the most important things is it teaches you how to be coachable and how to communicate with other people. So very good. Two
5: th- things to piggyback off that one. <clears throat> I appreciate the learning to be coached thing. Um, I think you and I might've bumped heads a few times um, back in your days. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to have been part of that. The other thing is um, you're young. You haven't coached yet. You said, you know, your coach, you might not tell if, be able to tell if you're given it all, you're all, I promise you to all, any young person who may listen, your coach knows whether or not you're giving it your all.
1: 100%. I agree with that statement. I do. Yeah,
5: that's and what, the other thing you really
1: can tell is like between club sports and sports that they actually are like trying out for, uh, I think there's a huge difference in that, too.
5: That's, that's one thing I always tell our girls at the beginning. And it's weird at St. John's. We talked about this before. You got fifth or eighth graders. And a lot of people, a lot of teams are in the same boat we have girls who will go have really good um, high school careers. We've had girls go play basketball in college. Um, And then we have girls who are just there, right? Because basketball is the thing to do. Sports are the thing to do. Um, So when we come into the season, it's hard to set those standards, right? Like you have to be able to run a down and back in 10 seconds. Like we can't make that standard because not everybody, for some people that's too easy, for some people that's too hard. And that's always my message at the beginning, like, All I want to see is you work your hardest and we can tell, like, if you're working your hardest, we can tell if you're getting better. Um, And, you know, and I think Callie does have a point to some extent, like some people are really good at faking it. Um, You know, if you're an athlete and you want to reach your peak potential, it's not about your teammates and your coaches. It's about like, can you go home after practice when you get out of the shower and you look yourself in the mirror? Can you tell yourself like. I worked my hardest today to get as good as I could be um and if the answer's no on a regular basis, it's not going to be the career that you want and and piggybacking off of that, can you say and
0: and you can be honest on this podcast, but only a million listeners gonna hear this answer
3: no it's only a million
0: did you when when you were playing basketball in middle school, can you say that you gave that everything you gave wrestling? no. Right, so it's about finding- There was finding not
3: that passion, it, right. and no offense, but it was fun. <laughs> and wrestling's fun, but it's, I can't even put it into words, the feeling
2: I get when it's I wrestle. you also matured, but-
3: That's right, and I found something that was for me. And basketball for me was, I played for a coach that I loved, and I had a team that I loved, and that's why I did it. Yep. And also but, what he- God.
2: Uh, remember what I was going to say now.
0: I, I will say this, and, and the biggest thing I, I've taken away from sports uh, over the years and something that you probably didn't experience too much in your wrestling career is is learning how to fail, knowing that it doesn't matter how good. You could be the best version of you going out there, and there is going to be somebody who is going to be able to beat you. They're going to be better. No matter what you do on the court, on the football field, on the mat, they are they are going to get you. Um, whether, you know, as long as it's not due to lack of training and effort, they might just be more skilled. So, uh, you know, the, the biggest thing I've learned coming up in sports is I have to understand that I am not the goat in every sport that I play. And as an athlete, that is a frustrating thing, uh, to accept, um, being a state champion. Again, you didn't probably run up into too many of those obstacles through your your Ohio career. But when you went into the national tournament, then you you probably saw a little different side of that. How frustrating was that, knowing that you were losing those matches? You And you said you probably wrestled the best you've ever wrestled. You still took two losses. What, where was that mindset? My
3: first loss, I wrestled one of my best friends on the big stage, and I lost six to four. And I came off and I was frustrated and I was upset. And then it took me about 15 minutes to be like, wow, that was one of the best matches I've ever wrestled. And it came down to about an eight-second lapse where I didn't keep my position the way I should have. And it's a match that is tied and, you know, would be a different match if I didn't give up those two points. Um, And then the next one was kind of a lack, I think, of a little bit of focus and confidence. And it comes down to, like, do I see myself in a position where I can eventually beat that girl? Of course I do. And I think now, you know, that's a match that goes my way for sure. So I don't think there's anybody that's just uh, completely better than me. And I, I think there's a part where I'm always going to get to that point where I need to be at. And every I match happens for a reason. For a reason, the, the match I lost this year and got pinned at this year was not because she was more skilled than me. It's because I think God showed me what needed to happen. And put me in that place, and the worst thing that could happen did happen, and it was fu- okay. And here I am, and I beat her again. So that
2: was her. Their only loss was to each other this
0: year. Uh, listen, I I love the confidence. I I love the. Uh, I I feel like even as elderly folks sitting here, um, uh, Austin. I guess you're not so elderly, <laughs> but. Um, Thanks, Dan. You know. I'm sure <laughs> But then. it's always something that we can remember, right that hey <laughs> i I feel like I was better than I played and I lost, and I got showed something, so now i can I can turn around and I know what to do different next time.
1: I have a really hard time believing that you're seventeen like i <laughs> I feel like I'm listening to a very um emotionally mature adult. Thank talking, you, so I
3: think personally, for me, I see more of that like failing as an athlete in my practices than I do in competition, which is probably a good thing because, um, sometimes I practice and I'll go to these boys practices or high school practices. And it's like, why can't I score in this position? Why can't I score in this position? Why do I keep giving this up? I'm better than this person and I'm still getting stuck here. And that's when it gets frustrating when you're having the same scenario over and over again. And it takes you two weeks to figure it out. But then by the time that's figured out, you can hit it perfect in a match. So I think for me, I get frustrated sometimes because I don't, um, I'm not able to kind of execute things as perfectly as I want to, as soon as I want, because it takes me a little bit more time. And even when we wrestle live, there's positions where I'm like, I know I can win this position and I'm not. And that's frustrating because I know I can do something and I'm not able to do it yet. But then you keep practicing and you get to the point where it's like, okay, I've got it, but now I'm on to the next position. So... I don't know. It never ends, but it's not, it's not a bad thing.
5: No. And I think that's a good mindset, right? Like I think it's an issue where there's too many kids, young people now that have a mindset of, well, it's not a game. It doesn't matter as much, right? Like getting frustrated in practice, um, whether, you know, whatever sport, whether it's a team sport or an individual sport is one of the most important things. Like, managing that frustration and we've had to deal with some people who don't manage frustration well or um but i'd rather have someone who gets overly frustrated and we have to like reel them in a little bit um than somebody who's like "Eh, it's not a game it doesn't matter right um and if you're not getting frustrated in practice you're not getting mad that you're screwing stuff up in practice like it's never going to translate to a game you can't learn things in a game or learn things in a match like you have to get a little ticked off in practice if you're screwing stuff up
0: and I, I will say, when, when we were practicing going into the state tournament, uh, we we ran scenario drills with the girls where uh, Cripple Paul would put up, you know, run a scenario because he couldn't actually be in playing. Um, I'm just teasing Paul. But he he would run a scenario, and we would put a time on the clock, and they were either down by four or something and had to come back. And we had several girls getting very frustrated with the outcomes that were, were playing out, and – um it it was at that where you know at, at the end of practice you know we told them you guys are teammates you can't blow up at each other you have to pick each other up but I knew just from that that we were going to come out in the tournament and be competitive no matter the outcome that their their minds were in the game so
2: Austin did you um did you do much with the girls uh, in your years of like mental mindset and mental uh, preparation.
5: Um, yes and no. Um, and we talked about it. Um, it was a big thing that we talked about a lot, visualization, and it's kind of cool. And this is, I had a college coach who was big on this and, um, and, and it really does hold true. There's actually a bunch of like really good, like scientific research about, Um, visualization, right? And if you like go to bed at night and you like visualize yourself like wrestling, right? You visualize yourself in that match. Like, you know, you scout the heck out of the, your, your opponent visualize what's going to happen. Same thing with basketball. I tell the girls that every night before a game, like we have the scouting report, we know what we're going to run. Like, don't just run through the plays in your brain, like visualize yourself in that position. Um, running that play and like when that opportunity comes seizing that opportunity. And there's been a bunch of like sports psychology research that proves like that, that is as effective or more effective than actually practicing it. No coach actually wants to admit that like just sitting in your bedroom, like thinking about it is more effective than practice, but like all the research, you know, points to the fact that it is, it's as effective.
3: Visualizing like for me, Every time I get nervous or start to get butterflies, or even I had so many sleepless nights this year and last year after losing in the finals, and it's like I just got to the point where I was like, okay, I see myself get into leg. I see myself circling back. I see myself doing this finish if she does this, but if she does this, I'm going to do this. And then if she reacts this way, I'm coming out front. And if she spins around, you know, every single thing. And it's like, if she gets to my leg, what am I doing? If she reaches here, what am I doing? And I see myself doing all of that. So I know, okay, my mind is ready for any scenario, any possibility. I was... In bed, you know, weeks before the state tournament, like, okay, this is what I'm going to do if we go to OT. This is what I'm going to do if there's 20 seconds left and I have to get off bottom, you know. So it's very important.
5: And that's why one of the things that we do a lot in our program that I don't think a lot of other programs at our age do is we watch a lot of game film. Um, And we'll watch ourselves, like, after a game, we'll watch ourselves play. We'll also watch our opponents play some. And we're going to play a team for a second time. And we talk about those things, right? Like if she does this, you're going to get ball screened, you know, from the left. Or if they yell this from the sideline, this is what you're going to see. And then now tonight when you go home, like think about those things, right? Like think about like she does this, you know, you're going to get ball screened from the left. They're going to try to get it to the backside block. Here's what I'm going to do in that situation. So when you get to the game, it's not new, right? It's like we can't replicate that in practice, but you can replicate it in your brain. Um, so when you get to when you get to that scenario in the game or in the match, like you you've seen it before, right? Even if it is just in your mind, um, and you know how to react, you have a plan, um, and I think that's huge. So I think one of my favorite moments. I'm going to call Callie out again, um, since she's sitting across the table, but. Um, going back to being frustrated and, and that like mental toughness, I think the biggest like aha moment we had with Callie was my first year coaching. And I remember like we were practicing, we were scrimmaging, and I was like, whatever you do, do not do this like single individual thing. We go like one second in, like she does that thing. Um and I like she knew it, right? And she just like put the ball down and just walked off the court into the locker room. Um, and everyone was like, oh my gosh, like, what do we do? I'm like, it's fine. She's frustrated. She holds herself to a high standard. Like that's how it's supposed to be like that's, I appreciate that. Right. And so the assistant coaches took over and I went into the locker room and like, we had an incredible conversation just in the locker room, in the middle of practice. And Callie's like pacing up and down the locker room, like, (laughs) all upset. And I'm like, it, that's good. Like, I'm happy we're in here. I'm happy you're a little ticked off. Um, and we got everything ran in. We talked about some of those things and we went back out there. And I think at that moment was like a light bulb moment, basketball wise. And I know your basketball career didn't you didn't continue to pursue basketball, but like for the rest of the year, at least I think it showed. And hopefully some of those moments had a positive impact and going back to, you know, like multiple sports or things you don't continue to pursue. Like you have those moments, those coachable moments. Like if you play basketball and you decide to wrestle in high school, if you play, you know, if you're a volleyball player in middle school and you decide you're going to play soccer in high school, like coachable moments happen everywhere. Um, and, and you learn and grow and develop different skills. And I think that's important.
3: Well, I really appreciate that story because like, I don't really remember that much from basketball honestly and I don't remember much from middle school right now um but I believe that's happened because it's happened to me this year and it's like (laughs) there's been times where I'm like I I'm like coach I need to step out and I will walk out of practice and take a lap around our school and get my mind right and reset and it's like okay let's freaking go and I go back in there and do my thing. But it happens a lot where it's like, okay, I'm frustrated. I'm kind of pissed off that I'm not, you know, performing how I want in practice. Or it's like, coach, I need a second to get my mind right. And it happens. And I think it's important that it happens. Because sometimes if you just keep wrestling with the wrong mindset, you're wasting your practice time. You. So
5: Yeah. And I remember you telling me that when I coach you, like, sometimes that's just me. Sometimes I need to step out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if you need to step out, tell me, go, go do your thing. Don't leave the school, and like I will trust you to show back up when you're ready. Mm-hmm. And like, and that's the thing you got as a coach—you have to know what makes your players tick and let them do their thing. It it wouldn't be the first time one of Marie's children got lost uh, by
0: leaving an area they were not <laughs> not supposed <laughs> to what be. Talking about <laughs> uh, lost some children here or there.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jen, uh, you want to take us to break? <laughs>
2: Sing us
0: out, Jen. Break. Take us to break, Jen. I don't even
1: know what to say right
0: now. Where we, Where can we find our podcast? Get
1: sides. to the microphone, uh, Jen. We can have. We can find our podcast on all of the sites that have podcasts. Apple well, Podcasts, yeah. Spotify, all the sites. All the sites. That's what Dan has said before. <laughs> Why can I say it now? <laughs> At least he's not saying i AirPods or they're, all the AirPods. All, you know, it's all the podcasts. So it's all of the sites.
0: And when will we be back?
1: When you tell us that we have another six o'clock report time when it's not till six 30 after break after break.
0: Uh, hey, it's Dan from we're doing our best podcast. Uh, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Hickson's global marketing firm. If you're a small business and you are in need of a marketing campaign that is really going to help your small business and is tailored to you, then contact Justin at Hickson global marketing firm. You can find them on Facebook and you can find them at GMF.com. Yep.
1: And we're back. So we're doing our best podcast and we have who on the line?
0: We are back. Stop with thrush. We're doing our best podcast. So right now, and we are here Hold on, with. Dan. Yeah.
1: He's just going to cut me out. You're going to edit that out, right? And he's no, gonna, no. no I'm keeping you in there. Um, <laughs> we
0: we are back. We have Scott Thrush. First time in 87 years. Uh
1: so Scott's 87?
0: No, no Scott's not 87. But <laughs> in, in He's
1: 89.
0: The boys' St. John's Lutheran basketball team, middle school, won the state tournament for the first
5: time in 87 years.
1: Well, it's about time.
5: I had two cracks at it. As a <laughs> couldn't <laughs> make it. Had seven cracks at it as a coach, couldn't make it. So, congrats. <laughs> and, and that is, that year Power is, a, that's a little long I think
4: St. John's has only been playing in the the state championship since 84. So it's been, what's that, 16 and 23, 39 years. So it's really only been.
0: That makes makes this accomplishment even more impressive than it's (laughs) been for the first time in 87 years. Um, So, Scott, I I have to say you guys are in the national tournament. We'll get to the state tournament here in a second. But you guys are in nationals. How did the uh, watch
4: go? It was cool. Um, there was a bit of a hack when the, when our team got 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 announced on the on the bracket, but they did it kind of just like the the college shows. Um, they went through the first first team they brought up was I don't even remember the name thirty nine and zero on the year. Um, another team gets announced. Another team gets announced. St. John's barely comes in. Somebody kind of screwed up the screen. It got all jiggly, but at the same time. All cool very cool to have kind of your name announced got a picture of a logo and stuff on and then a picture of our team from the state championship so it was a cool experience we had uh, 20 25 people in the gym with us in addition to the boys so it was it was cool
5: yeah so we haven't done it yet what's the format how many teams it's a, it's a 32
4: team uh, bracket just like just like the kind of the NCAA obviously half the size but you know, it's 32 teams it's a uh, pretty much a double elimination tournament. So if you lose, you go to a cons- consolation bracket. Um, so it's a, it's a double elimination. Um, and, and if we win our first round game, chances are good we're going to play that 39-0 team uh, in our second round game. <laughs> so, um,
0: what seed yeah. are
4: you? Uh, they didn't really seed it necessarily. So at least the, the boys, obviously, being the bracketologists that they are, they think that we were like an eight seed. Um, Thinking that the thirty nine 0 team is probably the number one, so but they didn't actually seed it. I don't know how they did it, um, but it was it was kind of odd that almost every team that they announced had records that they were playing thirty plus games. I, mean, I had to call out Alicia. I'm like Alicia, we we beg scratch and claw to get twenty games. How are these guys getting forty games? So, um, but yeah, so it's it's cool. A lot of teams from. Uh, there was a couple, I think, two teams from California. There's one from Vegas. Um, there's, I think, a couple from Texas, mostly from, like, the Wisconsin, Indiana areas where the majority of them are fed. Um, but, yeah, there were a couple from – I hate to see what the travel expense is for those teams coming from California, but it is, it is truly a, a nationwide what, event. Where do you put your odds? Um, somewhere to just having a good time and, and hopefully I don't get fired. So, um, we're, we're, we're thin. I mean, I know what we are. Um, we, we focused on the state championship this year. That's what our goal was. Anything on top of that's kind of icing. So not to say that I'm not playing to win, but um, I, I kind of know where our team is, and, and seeing a couple of just the team rosters of, of some of those schools, uh, seeing the picture, um, you know, they say the, you put your biggest dudes on the front of the bus so they get off first. There was a lot of those pictures. Like that's a scary looking team. So, um, but yeah, no, I, like I said, we're we're going out for the experience. I hope we can, you know, if we go two and two, I'd be ecstatic. If we win anything better than that, great. If we go into, you know, it's an experience that we won't forget. So that's that's the way I'm going into it.
0: You know, and and that's uh, that's a lot of the mindset. I I wish we would have gotten to play in it, but it was a long season. You know, we we were kind of short handed on uh, team wise. Um, uh, but I said next year, uh, I definitely want to apply us for it because I feel like it'll make them better for the, yep. the following year to come for sure uh, or at least our younger players it'll give them an experience going into the following season saying you know what we we played a team that's 39 and 0 and they you know they may have mopped the
5: floor with us but you're a better player from from seeing it Yeah, maybe um, I'm just, maybe I'm just a no. jerk but we we got we got invited a few times um we're kind of in a tough spot with the girls team that we have a lot of girls who play club volleyball we get into deep into club volleyball season in the spring and so like there's not a lot of excitement to extend the boy or the uh, basketball season Mm -hmm. another month but my thing was always if we win the state tournament we'll go if we make it to the championship we'll talk about it if we don't even make it to the state championship we have no business being if we're not top two in the state we don't have a business being at the nationals And that was always my standard. Um, He's brutal. Maybe it it took some opportunities away from kids. But um, I I I agree because like you said, Austin, you you, you come off the state championship, even in, you know,
4: you guys won the third place. Your guys were excited. Like you're going out on a high. And then, like you said, you're taking that next step up and level like you were third. Great win. But taking that next step and then, yeah, you face a team that's, say, a 45-0 and, 0 and they, they beat you 70, like, it just puts a damper on what was a good season. So, like, I, I I see where you're coming from. I feel that way now, too. I was kind of in that same boat. Like, so we went up to Cleveland the preseason this year and played a lot of those teams, and, and they're the ones who kind of told us about the national tournament. I didn't even know there was one. He's like, we went last year. You guys are definitely good enough to go because we won the tournament up there uh, this, this preseason. So I'm like, OK, cool. If we win, we'll go. And and that's kind of how I even, even knew about it. But um, but at the same time, like you said, you, you're coming off a great season. It has been tough for us, too. Like, I feel like our state tournament, we basically have almost a month off. I think we have three weeks off from our league tournament to the state tournament. So you almost have a month off where you don't practice or play a game, I should say. And then there's another three weeks. I think it was two and a half, almost three weeks between the state tournament and the national tournament. And and you, your point of dragging out the season is, is definitely on point because it has been a bit of a grind and struggle to, to kind of keep the boys for almost five, six weeks without playing a game kind of engaged and, and still, and still working hard. Hey,
2: Scott, it's Maria. I have a question for you. Um, what are you, we talked about this in the first segment, are you doing any um type of mental mindset training with the boys to to help them harness or navigate the pressure or nerves they may feel going into if going into just nationals but then if you are to face an undefeated team
4: We we don't I don't I guess specifically um you know do anything like during a practice or anything like that we had a, our, our, I kind of have a, I'll say a theme or a kind of a mantra that we do every year. Um, and this year, you know, from the get go, I think we had a pretty good team. We had a pretty good chance to do well in our league. And our, our mantra this year was basically fear no one, respect everyone. So that was our mindset that we, and, and I do push that almost everything in practice you know, for every game we talk about. Um, there's There's obviously two teams, really one team in our league that's always good. Um Grace Christian and then Genoa this year was was kind of a juggernaut as well. So that was our whole mindset this year was to beat to beat Grace was one of our goals that we didn't accomplish. Um but that was our we do I do push that a lot. I'm I'm big, I'm a big believer in positive body language, um positive energy, positive language. Um I call kids out all the time on, on negative bag, you know, negative language. And, and poor body language. I'm I'm a big I'm a big believer in you know the positivities of that, and I, I do push that. But yeah, so we again not that I do it every every day or we don't have kind of a, a, a visualization time, but um, we do push the like I said we push the fear no one respect everyone um, kind of mindset all year this. So
0: Thanks. I and so I, one of my favorite favorite movies uh, of all time is Necessary Roughness. I Have you seen, Austin, have you seen this movie? All right, oh, yeah. so... Uh, this is uh, Sinbad, right? Are, yes, are you familiar? So uh, I am familiar. I have probably watched that movie twice the amount I watched Sandlot, and I watched Sandlot a thousand times. Um, so if you need us to, me and Austin can get together a prison-like team uh, to come out there and scrimmage the boys and... You know, you humble us rough, a little bit yeah, yeah. rough, rough, rough guys <laughs> up yeah, put me in the post with jackson um you know he he had to play a big boy in bethany there in the championship game but uh, sure did i i promise you that that boy's got nothing on my size um <laughs>
5: if you want us to do something like that just let us know hello i'm i'm washed up. i'm you washed know. up. i don't <laughs> know if i can humble anybody anymore but i love scott's point of body language and stuff and I've always been a big proponent of that too like as a coach especially at this age like the kids are going to mimic your energy right if you come in like it's hard sometimes right like you come in after a work day you're tired but like if you come in tired and like mopey like the kids are just going to replicate that and so you got to find a way to go crazy and maybe to some extent like anybody who's watched me on the sideline knows that to a fault I bring a lot of energy to the team but you know, I'm, I I truly believe that, especially at the middle school age, man, like those those kids like feed off your energy and you got to be positive. You got to be excited because um, if, if you're not, they're going to feel it and they're going to replicate that.
2: We had a little bit of a debacle at our house Sunday morning. Callie didn't wrestle till 530. And Jesse said something to her, like we we're all just in the kitchen bopping around and he said, Hey, just so you know, your your match is going to be the marquee match of the of the night. Like <laughs> girls and boys, like you 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 guys have that match. And uh, Grandpa said, "Oh, well, that's nice. Put all that pressure on her. That that's going to be helpful." Made some comment, and Jesse kind of said, "It's not about putting pressure on her. It's about showing her the opportunity she has ahead of her. It's only pressure if." you don't wrap your mind around it and and you can't avoid it or run from it or act like it's not there. So even facing an undefeated team doesn't mean, you know, they're beat right from the start. It's like, look at the opportunity you have to go against an uh, undefeated team and, you know, face these other, these other teams from other States.
4: Um, For sure. So
2: it's the embracing the opportunity, not being fearful of the pressure of how you
4: two ways, yeah, two ways of looking at every situation. And and congratulations for another state championship. Well, I guess this is the first official state championship for Cali, isn't it? So
2: Scott, and same to you for your boys.
4: Yeah, appreciate that.
0: And and Scott, so let let's walk into the season here because you know you you guys returned a lot of players. and you had a star player go down early who who was probably going to be very uh very second year in
4: a row of that by the way (laughs)
0: right and and right last year first game you guys you guys lost uh a a star player first game of the season so um at that at that point when when you lost uh and i'm not going to mention names but you you lost your stars um Did you think you were going to be able to compete first day championship? Did the goal change? Did the mindset change? The the goal didn't
4: really change. Um, What we basically we we talked, um, you know, when 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 Mac went down as as a casualty of of Nerf war um, with (laughs) with a torn knee ligament, we we just had to adjust, right? So we 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 had a conversation where you know i think it was the next practice after you know i got the call that said yeah it's you know he's not looking like he's going to be able to do it it was the second time he's he's torn his meniscus so it was we're pretty much putting him on the shelf so we had a talk um i i, I vividly remember the talk for that first practice was um we we kind of gathered um it's at, at mid court kind of before we started and I, you know i just laid it out like mac went down so everybody else now you know, wherever you think you are, where you thought you were, you know, on this team, everyone's now moved up a run. So if you thought you're going to be a bench player, you're now going to be, you know, one spot closer to you know the game. If you're the start, like everybody has to step up. So we're we're going to cover. We're going to cover for Matt. We're going to be there for him. He's going to be there for us. But everybody's now got to assume what he was going to do for us. So it was it was a very kind of direct and open conversation. Nobody batted. I, I told them, I said, my expectations are not changing. So um, I was very adamant about it. this Changes nothing, right? It may be a little bit harder for us now, but everybody at the team, we got 10 other guys here that, you know, we're going to step up and, and fill that vacancy that, that we have now. And, and, and they did. Like it wasn't – and again, kind of I, – I think even last year probably helped us. Um, losing Jack in that first game of the year was – you know, I, I truly think our team last year was probably better than this year's team, but it just, you know, the, the situation was different, right? So um, we, we took advantage of pretty much every opportunity this year. Um, I don't know how much you want to go into, but... We, we, we did a preseason tournament up at Bethany, um, who, who we beat in the state championship. They host a tournament in the preseason every year. Been doing it for like 30 years. First time I'd ever heard about it, they called us, you know, kind of last year. Um, it was like, hey, you guys interested? I'm like, sure. They're like, we kind of want to see some new teams. You know, we see the same faces all the time. So they were happy to have us. We went up there, won every game, won the tournament. I don't know how happy they were to see us, but we went up there, got a trophy from it. And um, at that point is when I, when I knew like, okay, we might have something here, right? Like we, we beat all these, we beat three teams up there um, that, that predominantly dominates, you know, the, the state of Ohio's tournament. And and we won with the exception of the last game, which actually wasn't the, the team. We beat in the championship up. There wasn't a Lutheran team. It was a Christian team from their league, but not a Lutheran team. Um, we kind of, we kind of rolled through the two Lutheran teams that we played I America. We won by like 15 and 12 or something, which the games weren't even that close. So we, I kind of thought we might have something special, you know, three, four games into our season. And, and, and we, and we really did. We just kind of rolled from there.
0: And, and I will say, so yeah, I read the scoreboard for that Bethany game. They, you guys had the tightest rim I've maybe ever seen uh, in in a basketball game, that should have been a twenty point game, but you guys couldn't get a bucket to fall to save your life. Everything was rolling off the back of the rim, rolling off the front of the rim, you know, in and out. Uh, so really, the score and it was way more dramatic than it had to be. I, I don't know if that's like an NFL scripted thing where you know they they were just doing it to keep it interesting, but. um well, ultimately, I, I
5: feel like the score was a lot closer than the game looked. Well, I'll keep I'll my basketball scheme opinions <laughs> to a minimum because I don't to listen to that. Schemes. Sch- I like I, the
4: word schemes.
5: I, uh, I will say that to watch a team come out in a state championship game and Bethany and run 90 seconds, two minutes of clock per office possession was driving me nuts. And <laughs> like to keep the ball out of – our playmakers hands for two minutes at a time was insane like right out of the gate but I mean it just goes to show that how dominant they thought we were you know in St John's to 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 run an offense and defense like they did but I I was at, as I already stated I was at the airport I had to fly out so I was at the airport bar maybe. Screaming at my <laughs> right. at my phone, getting some set the uh, at the airport. But so, was
2: their strategy just to keep the ball out of the St. John'ser's hands?
4: It was really a contrast in styles. What was interesting is, so we go up to the preseason tournament. I'm sorry to keep going back to that. Every team up there pretty much played man-to-man defense. I'm a big proponent of man-to-man defense. I feel like zone defense, especially at this age and this level, doesn't teach kids good defense um you know there's times when you 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 may sprinkle it in but i'm a i wish teams weren't allowed to just play a zone the whole time so anyway we go up the preseason they all play man i'm thinking okay great we play man to man that's what i teach the most is again that's kind of to me how you learn to play defense you get your principles of man to man down, zone becomes easy. If you start with zone, I feel like your man to man principles aren't as great. But again, to Austin's point about getting schematic, I don't I won't get into the details. But so the whole game, every team from Cleveland, that whole tournament played zone the whole time. So to this point of yeah, and then and like I said, our team is very I preach defense. I've I've said my my one of my coaching principles from from day one with basketball is I don't care if you can score 20 points if you give up 25 on the other end we're still losing by 5 points, right? So I my I tell my kids all the time, your offense may get you on the court, your defense is what will keep you on the court. So I tell my kids that and I have told them that for years. Like you may you may be able to score and and Connor's an excellent example of that this year. Kid can score, right? Last year, defense was where he rested, and this year, complete 180. He was probably our best defender, uh, one ball defender, physical. Uh, got up in people's grill. Wanted the best player on the other team, so he took that to heart. So that was really the contrast inside. We wanted to play fast, want to play man to man. We pressured the ball. We jumped passing the lanes. They played a two three zone the entire time. Never came out of it. And to Austin's point, they run. Five hundred different sets and backdoors. While we just we just sit down and defend. So, the fact that it was what a twenty-four to twenty-three game or whatever wasn't pretty to watch. But uh, uh, as long as is, we got up, we we got the. We got the one more. It's better to win by one point than lose by one yes, point.
5: Sir. I feel like Scott and I need to start a basketball scheme podcast. So I'm sitting here. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting fired up by all basketball the scheme, scheme. <laughs> you know. And, and Scott,
0: I, I have to say, so in in running that scoreboard, and I had uh, Mr. Roush there beside me running the the clock. You know, timeout called. Twelve seconds left. Um, it, and it just you you draw up the play uh to the corner and i you were probably so focused in on the play that you didn't hear the crowd because the the Bethany crowd was behind the benches right so mm-hmm. they they had they had the whole court behind the benches and the St. John's home side was on the other side of the Fairbanks court and behind us there was chance getting nervous getting nervous because <laughs> Scott had called that timeout with so little time on the clock down by two. And well. It was, uh, you know, we're, we're sitting there and it's like, man, these guys are, they're crazy. But uh, they were chanting at our team. You know, we were getting nervous because they were up by two. And then within, he hit he hit the three-pointer with like seven seconds left in that time range um, from the corner on a perfectly drawn-up screenplay. And it, it was just silence. silence from behind the bench that's interesting did you i had no idea i had no
4: idea that chant was happening that play we've run a hundred times this year like it's connor's our best everybody in the gym knew who was shooting the ball And, and actually we didn't execute it exactly how it was supposed to happen the inbound was supposed to go to connor in the corner um but the way cody actually threw it in actually worked out better he threw it back to Luke because, to your point, we didn't have much time. So I wanted to be able to, if we didn't get the three to make it, we drew it up to to three. So we were going from the win for day from from the word go. But I wanted to give us enough time if we missed it, maybe get a rebound, get a shot, tie the game, go to overtime, whatever. But I so we wanted it to go kind of quick. Um, but Cody threw the ball back to the backcourt, and I thought oh, crap, we're going to run out of time. Like I, When that happened, I'm just like, I, I think I even did the surrender Cobra, hands on my head. That's not what we wanted to do, but it actually worked out perfectly. The defense extended into the backcourt, which I have no idea why they would have done that. You know, you don't need to guard us in the half court, but it worked perfectly. Connor got wide open, drilled his three. We just had to defend for one more possession, and the game was over. So, I did not hear that chant though. That is that is funny though. <laughs> and I figured <laughs> you were,
0: you were pretty uh zoned in on that as as a coach would be. But yeah, I, I heard the chant and you know, it it was actually from players right behind your bench. So I'm shocked you didn't at least hear uh, little snippets of it. But that was that was my absolute favorite part of the game and and hitting that and then crickets. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, their their team when the buzzer went off, you know, the kids getting up and yelling at the you know, it was it was yeah. beautiful. But yeah. that, that boy's got ice water in his I was veins. just gonna
2: say that boy is cool as a uh, cucumber under <laughs> pressure. There is Nothing there is it. it is there's there's At like the no
0: change in demeanor. It's from hitting the shot to you know taking any other shot, it's just the same face. Yeah, I'd I'd love to have like an EKG set up to him just so I can see <laughs> if a, his heart rate actually thump. goes up and down
4: as uh, as he's playing. He <laughs> you know, it, it gets fired up when the, when the whistle blows, but you're right. I mean, and and honestly, I've I've had Connor for for quite some time, and and I knew he's he's got the work ethic. That's that's what it, I mean. He shoots probably 300 shots a day, and that's not even mm-hmm. joking. Like I literally think he goes out and shoots 300 <laughs> shots a day um, to the point. In between our, our, our tournaments, I had to tell him, because he started to get, uh, is it that Osgood slaughter, whatever, where your legs kind of are, are painful. I'm like, I told Connor, I'm like, Connor, you have to rest. Like, you have to just not shoot for a few days, because he was hobbling during practice. Like, I didn't know if he was even going to make it through the state tournament, because so I'm like, we sat him at a few practices. I'm like, you've got to take it easy, because <laughs> he, he couldn't, literally couldn't run or you know, if he stopped running, I guess the issue was if you ever stop, that's when it really starts hurt. I've never had the whatever that is, but he's like, so I'm good if I keep going, but if we stop, I'm like, well, there's stop, like, there's a halftime, there's quarter breaks. Like, he never sat down during timeouts. I'm like, sit down and rest. I'm like, never mind. You can stay up, start running. Like, if you need to keep running laps, go ahead. But, um, but yeah, he just, he worked so hard. Um, and, and I'm, again, back to that mental toughness piece, you know, he's one that I've worked with, you know, and, and try to push him a little bit i don't want to say differently but you know you know it's not necessarily preferential treatment but but i push him right I, i push him to a different level than other people same thing with jackson our big guy i think he's better than what he thinks he is so i i am constantly on him like you're better than what you even know like you you have to believe yourself that that you're as good as you you can be and that's that's kind of that mental aspect Marie that you were mentioning earlier that's that's where more lies I I kind of push that mental of of you know there's confidence and there's arrogance and there's a fine line between the two but you have to have confidence you don't need arrogance but you have to have confidence so. well
2: and that's part of being as is like you said not preferential treatment but knowing what they each need and right. knowing who can you know who you have to tell it's just like your kids knowing who it's tough love and who needs the gentle pat on the back and who needs to be pushed harder. And, um, you know, that comes with getting to know your, your athletes, which it seems like you've done a great job of Scott over the last, however many years you've been at St. John.
5: Yeah. And it's hearing Scott talk about, you know, them defending in the back court on that inbounds play and stuff and kind of like intricate basketball, um, schemes and, and concepts and, um, you know, I I aspire to be everything that Scott is, but
2: uh, well, you can't now that you retired. <laughs> you kind of can. quit. Now that retired, I,
0: you left it behind.
5: <laughs> I, I realized that I could never be Scott. But I gave up. <laughs> gave up um, quit. Easy it's cr- it's crazy though. Like at this level, right? Like watching what Scott's done, watching what we, we've been able to do with the girls. Like what just like some people with like knowledge of the game and 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 coaching. You know, people that have had good coaching in the past yeah, are yeah. able to do right. Um, and, and we've coached some teams, like and Dan will back me up, like we've coached some teams that have so much more talent than us, but like it's some random guy that's coaching yep. the team that has no clue what he's doing. And like, we can just out- like St. John's is gonna have next year. Like we could just <laughs> we can just outdo this team because like right. you know, like these poor kids like don't have an opportunity to to succeed the way that they can.
1: You
5: and feel I, guilty I, yet? Hmm? You feel guilty now? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, Dan, Dan. Chase, Bur- I Chase
2: Blackburn's coming
1: but back, like,
5: to like, and, and, I, and I see that with the boys. Like that that championship game, I watched the whole thing streaming from the airport. Like you know, it it wasn't pretty, but in the end, like our our boys prevailed, but our coach, our boys' coaching staff prevailed, and we're able to like just fully outdo the other coaching staff and i think that a lot of that shows in the end in those big games.
1: so is there somewhere we can watch this game because dan sent me uh yeah that's a thing but like that's like somebody's parent or whatever that's not very long
0: well i i think that's the, the film of the game and there's another one i can send you the second half but um you know there
2: i think to watch the games uh, you
1: have to be a friend of the well uh, see, here's yeah. what i'm saying is like we have Listeners that are not, it, we have a host that.
0: Yes, we. So <laughs> we're going to change. We're, we're going to tag St. John's Marysville well Athletics to it. Uh, if they want to watch the game, I know uh, the girls' third place game's on there too.
1: Well, I went on like I, I was trying to do my homework, and you called me out being quiet. That's what I was doing. <laughs> I was trying to find the information on St. John's, and um, you know, and seeing what the highlights were. I
4: think there's two. Like yeah, there's two different. So there's like a St. John. I think it's St. John's. It, Austin, help me. Is it St. John's Athletic? There's a St. John's Athletics page, and then there's like a St. John's School and Church page. So you have to get to the St. John's Athletics.
0: uh, That's what I
4: tagged you in, was that perfect? Uh,
0: But I I will say, um, uh, Scott, I'll I'll probably lean on you a lot next year. I I know part of my decision to come and help coach this year, the girls, was just based on consistency. I, I knew as soon as I heard Austin was retiring. Um, which is that initial meeting with the parents, I said, "Oh boy," so yeah. having having a daughter in sixth grade and then going to be in seventh and eighth, I know some of the biggest things that can kill a year or two is coaching consistency. Um, For sure, you get a new coach in there, new schemes, they're learning a whole new playbook. So, um, I I decided, you know, I'll, I'll come on and help coach. That way, I can uh, learn some of the X's and O's that he's been preaching, some of the practice methods that he's been doing over the last seven years to keep it consistent. So I, I know I'll lean on both of you um, in the years to come. And my, my issue's never been basketball knowledge. Um, you know, I've been playing the game since I was a little kid, but it's more of the X's and O's of uh, drawing up the plays and and the schemes and so forth. That I've never been a part of. So um, yep. be looking for a lot of questions
5: next year as you gonna repeat and uh, sure. we, we look to win it. I'm I'm hijacking Dan's podcast here with questions, but I saw, I saw a picture and since I learned that we're going to do this podcast, I wanted to ask you about this picture that someone posted. I don't know who it was, but after you guys won, there's a picture of all the boys going crazy and you're just standing on the sideline with the most like just normal, like arms casual folded. arms folded look on your face. Um, and I want to know, because I haven't been to that point. In my career, coaching career, I want to know what was going through your mind in that point and what that felt like. So
4: you you couldn't see what was
5: happening um,
4: or what had just like so that that timeout that I called that Dan mentioned with like 12 seconds left. I think it was 15 seconds left, maybe. I think we hit the three with 15 seconds left. So 20 somewhere in there, whatever. That was my last timeout. So we 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 draw up the play. We hit the three. We go up by one. There's Again, probably I think it was 15 seconds when the ball went through the net. They call a timeout, so there's 15 seconds left. So I don't even, you know, their timeout. I'm pleading with my voice is shot, like I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, and I sound like a field mouse because I, I, my voice is gone. That gym was as loud as I've ever heard. You know, any of their high school varsity. It was an amazing atmosphere. Um, but great. so I'm screaming in this huddle of. You guys are 15 seconds away from making every, you know, exceeding what we set out to do. Don't let them take this from you. You need to play 15 seconds for the best defense you've ever played in. Like yeah, I'm giving the whole Rocky pep talk. I'm doing the montage in my head as I'm speaking <laughs> to you boys <laughs> for for the 30 seconds, 45 seconds, whatever we had in the total. So as that happens, they get the ball in. We pick them up half court. They get a decent look at a layup, maybe a foul, possibly. But they didn't call much all game, so it wasn't anything egregious. Didn't have it. We get a rebound. Again, no timeouts. and it's. I'm kind of in freak-out mode now. It's like, I can't call timeout. The ball goes out of bounds. It becomes our ball. We have our ball on the sideline, deep corner on the sideline. I'm like, okay, we have one sideline out-of-bounds play. I'm yelling, sideline, sideline. That's what we call it. Of course, we ran nothing of the sort, even close to what our sideline play is. We throw the ball in. I think it gets tipped. It's rolling around on the ground. I think Connor. I think it was Connor that just kind of dove on it. I'm just like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, the last ten seconds of the game. I'm just like, did that all just really happen? Like, I that's uh-huh. that was the thought process. So sorry to make a really long explanation of that, but it was just like, okay, I want to make sure that the buzzer did go off. <laughs> the game is in fact over. And we ended up with just the ball in a fetal position on the floor, and that's that's the thought that was going through. <laughs> but
0: I'm gonna say I talked to him after the game. Uh, the team was like standing under the hoop, and he was leaning. Against the stage on the side, and I said, Are you okay? And he's like, I can't get my heart to slow down. So, I mean, he was, he it was, was pumping, yeah. He was still feeling it a solid 10 15 minutes after the game,
5: yeah. It um, was
4: pumping where
0: it was coming down. So.
5: you know, I told Callie when we were talking during break that, like, you will, as an athlete, you will chase that high of taking the field, taking the court, taking the mat, whatever. Um, as an athlete, the rest of your life. Coaching's about as close as it can get, man. It it yeah. it gets you going. No matter what level you coach at. It it gets the blood pumping.
2: Wait till you're a parent, Austin.
5: It, <laughs> no, I am a parent. Well of an of athlete. An athlete you know, in it's the game, hundred percent. Yeah.
0: It's I works as a it parent. is it is worse because you, you are control. you are your child's worst enemy when it comes to being a coach. And I I know I feel so bad for Addison. I feel so bad for Addison because she would get done with practice and hear about it for the next 3 hours about <laughs> practice or a game and and Scott I'm I'm sure I'm sure uh, you have the same experience there um with, with your son on
5: the 5th grade team but yeah and that was my thought coming on the podcast like you know Dan and Scott like the one thing I don't have and my coaching resume is coaching my own kid. And I understand that that's totally different. It's not all it's cracked up to be. It's And it, it is, it's just a different experience, right? It's not, It
0: it's hard. It's, yeah. it's hard. To me, to me it's easier it's,
4: to not coach your own kid. Yes.
0: Because yeah. you, you, you can't stay objective and you get more angry when they're not listening. Plus they like to talk back to you. Listen, would not talk back to you on the court. Because she was listening to what you were saying. But if I told her something, it was an immediate, I did. I did that. Well, it was a tough
5: know. thing, right? Like in our third, third place placement game, like and that was a big game for us. It was a crazy game, crazy atmosphere. And we had to go a different direction, right? Um, and like for me as a coach, objectively, it was the right play, but I didn't have a dog in the fight. I just had to make the right play for our team. I wasn't the dad who was I, putting somebody on the bench.
0: I will I will say this now. So we came out at halftime of that third place game. It was a hard defense for Addison to run in her current skill level. Um, so she was struggling with the open space because it wasn't man-on-man. It wasn't a set zone. It was like a floating zone that she was not used to. And I – pulled her out to the court after the halftime talk. And I said, you need to stay here. Like, and I was trying to give her direction and she, she struggled with it enough that she was frustrated. she said, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I wasn't doing that. And finally I got fed up with it. And I said, you know what? If it was up to me, you wouldn't come off the bench in the second half. Um, the, and it's because she wasn't running the defense, but furthermore, she wasn't recognizing that she wasn't running the defense properly. Um, and I, I think it was the right call, and you got no pushback from me because it was the absolute best thing you could have done. I probably would have made the same exact decision.
4: Uh so when you have a, a 25-pound bulldog just sitting on your bench. You got to get that 25 bulldog. <laughs> I'll
5: tell you what, man, they they ran <laughs> when we put Allie in the game, they ran every offense at Allie to say we're gonna score on you. And that girl, she guarded, didn't score a point. In the and the game. and she, that animal,
0: that girl was animal. twice her size, but I, Allie was so quick to stay on her hip, and and then she couldn't get away from her. So it was it, it
4: was a thing of beauty. But um, so re- real quick, Dan, I want to I want to I don't want to say toot my own horn, but I'm going to toot my own horn a little bit. You went back. You mentioned consistency, and even at what bring it, what brought it back up for me was Allie being the fifth grader that she was. So yeah. if, if you saw you, I think you guys saw some of the pictures that I had posted, um, from phone So was it, would have been three years ago, three seasons ago,
0: Yes,
4: we started a fifth and sixth grade basketball program. We, we had too many kids basically. So before for the, for the, for those who aren't familiar with St. John's basically fifth through eighth grade can play middle school basketball. What don't usually happened was the fifth and sixth graders were just gonna kind of be on the team, but they never really played a whole lot just because you know the the difference between a twelve year old and like a fourteen year old is massive, especially on the boys side just from a physical and maturity level. Sure. Um so we had a lot of, of times, you know, your first two years when you're on the team, and a lot of the kids even in fifth grade wouldn't play yet, just because they're still playing in whatever youth, YMCA, whatever. Um, sixth grade you get a few and then seventh and eighth grade you know you're playing. So Three years ago we had an opportunity, we had a lot of kids show up. I'm like, we need to find a fifth and sixth grade, you know, kind of program league to get into. We found one, Wellington Schools hosted one. Um, so we started that program three years ago as a fifth and sixth grade, almost like a developmental program for us. And what's been amazing, and again, my vision was I want to control it, I want to shape it. So I I coached the fifth and sixth grade team. We've won it, we've won that league. For the last three years, each with different teams, that would have been Connor's sixth grade year when we first had it, uh, Cody and, and Jackson were fifth graders. So that fifth and sixth grade team, we dominated that first year with Cody, Jackson, Connor. He dominated that league. But we ran the same exact offense. We run on the same exact defensive principles. We run the same out-of-bounds plays from fifth grade, sixth grade, all the way through to eighth grade. So this year, to me, was a culmination of that. They That eighth grade class was what started our, our junior, you know, we call it a JV program. Um, so our fifth and sixth graders, and to me, it was just validation of, of kind of the program that we built, was we started in fifth and sixth grade. We had this vision. And as eighth graders, they won a state championship. And to me, that's something that I personally take some pride in. I hope the boys take some pride in it. And that's and I've told them that as well. I'm like, you walk into any gym, I still walk into my high school gym. I'm I, I see like I know what numbers I put up on the wall. Um, I know what numbers my brothers put up on the wall. I'm disappointed that my jersey's not on the wall. But I told those boys, I don't you know, it doesn't matter the level. When you win something on, on kind of that level, you know, being a state, uh, even, you know, I, I teased the volleyball girls when they went like three years without losing a game. Like we should rename this court, like St. John's volleyball coaches, Alec Gordon, Boyd, whatever. Let's name the court after them. But I told them something that you can take, always take pride in is no matter what you'll be able to walk in that gym, there's going to be a banner up there. It's got one number on it right now. Hopefully there's dozens more by the time you get old, but you will always be able to walk in that gym and say that I did that. Like we were the first and and we did that. And I said, they'll never, that will never go away. Like you'll never lose that to your point too, Austin of, of chasing that athletic high, even when you get older, I said, you'll always remember that. And you could always walk into this gym at any time and say, I helped build that. I did that. That was my number. So that to me was very cool. Um, and that's what I was most proud of be able to help the boys get to that was you guys can walk into this gym anytime from this point forward and you can say i was the first to do it and that's that's pretty cool
0: yep and we we definitely have a lot of that uh the the success the boys have seen um the success the girls have had over the last seven years of just you know being it's always fun to be a team uh feared to play volleyball basketball no matter what um you know you're going to get everybody's best you're going to get their best shot. Um, so it's very impressive. Uh, you know, as as we're in the presence of uh, female greatness parenting right now with um, Callie Lang winning the first ever women's uh, ladies state championship in wrestling. Um, so I, I think there's a lot of that to go around, and it's something that they may never – they're always going to remember it because it is a huge achievement. So the you know, yep. the boys may never go on to win another state championship, at least the ones on this team. Uh um, sure. You know, they as they get into high school, the the chances shorten. I know Marysville and Fairbanks aren't always competing at the highest state levels. Um when it comes to, to competition. Maybe they get it in college if they go, but um You know, it's something they're always going to be able to stay. Say we're we're state champions, so um, it's huge accomplishment. So, um, on a last note, what's uh, Scott? What's your exit strategy? Are you you hanging around (laughs) St. John's for a while? You're not going off on a high. I
4: I, there was a brief there was a brief spark of I'm going to retire immediately after that horn buzz just because I'm like (laughs) there's only one way to go from here, right? And that's straight down. So um there i did have a brief thought of that my youngest son is is a fifth grader this year so oh, minimally i'll probably you know i still got four a few more, more years, years to to get him through um start so, four more years chant <laughs> so the funny story um you know with with austin at our banquet this year um uh, he you know uh, usually the boys are last i and and austin i'm not gonna i'm not meaning to ruin your parade at all we go to our banquet. I go up there. I'm giving my speeches. We're going to recognize all the kids. I don't think one time I even acknowledged that we won a state championship during our banquet. I was trying to hurry up and get off the stage so you could get up there. Um, so I, I think we literally went through our entire banquet, and I didn't even mention that we won a state championship. So I don't think you did. Um, <laughs> all I heard I, Christine
2: said was that Scott was really short and sweet. Just get, just I get was the trying girls to be quick. To get the girls and again,
4: there. we had, we, we recognized our JV team too. So we had almost 30 kids to get through. So I'm like, I know this gets a long, like I'm trying to go through quick. And I'm like, afterwards, I'm like, I didn't even mention that we won the state championship. <laughs> but anywho, so long story short, Austin gets up, gets recognized, they go through all his teams. He, Austin gets a standing ovation when they announce kind of he's retiring. Well-deserved, not saying it's not. My middle son Lincoln, um, who's a freshman this year, he leans over to me while it's happening and says, "Do you think you'll get a standing ovation when you you decide to step down?" And, and half jokingly, half being serious, I said, "I better, because I won a state championship before he did." Uh, so that was my uh, my my little ego boost that I that I said so. The funniest thing that will be is when I do step down, if everyone just sits down and gives me a golf clap, then
5: I'll,
4: uh, I'll go away quietly. I had
2: not.
5: Scott, when you finally retire, <laughs> let me know. I'll be, I'll be in will sitting up. the. will <laughs> <laughs> you out.
4: You'll, give, you'll have the jukebox hanging up on I me. Mean, like,
0: <laughs> he will night at the rocks bury you out. The- <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, Scott, thank you for coming on. Congratulations on all the success. Um, you know, it's it's – you you said it. It's a culture of success, and now it's it's built and um, only up from there. So you know, this I, year was we'll state. Next year's nationals.
4: I appreciate the uh, the invite. I apologize for not being there in person. I've uh, I've actually already kind of transitioned to baseball. I coach uh, high school baseball at Fairbanks as well. So I'm I'm sitting in my car right now with my baseball pants on and. I'm talking to you guys, so I, I do apologize. When this when you first reached out to me, my my day was open, and uh, having snow yesterday, I thought for sure we'd not have a baseball game today, but it turned out to be a decent evening, and we were we were on the baseball diamond tonight. So I apologize for not being there in person. Hey, fair enough.
2: It's all right. You you did better of a show yeah. up job than Jim did.
0: Cook. Yeah, <laughs> Jim's on his Alaskan cruise, so and, I, and I'm yeah. sure you yeah. look yeah.
5: stunning. <laughs> I'm sure you look stunning in your, in your football, baseball pants. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, uh, thank you, Scott. Thank you, Austin, for for being on the air. Uh, thank you, Callie, the first ever women's Ohio 120 pound state champion.
4: Um, and that that truly is awesome. Like, and the the real dichotomy of that is, you think wrestling, you know, strong bulldogs mean maybe angry. I don't know. Callie is the sweetest person. Like. Ever. Like, she frightened me a little bit. Yeah.
0: I, I wouldn't Thanks. want to catch her in a back alley. Um, you know, and if I'm ever in a bar fight, she'll be my you first call. But side, but, uh, but
4: no, it, it's Just all the all sweetest about- girl and being a state champion is awesome. Like I said, I know it's first official, but she's she's kind of dominated the girls' wrestling ranks for quite some time. So that's her, Awesome DNA. Awesome.
0: Thank All you. right. Well, thank you, uh, thank you, everybody. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and what is it, Jen? Everywhere else that everybody you can find podcasts. The and All anyway, sites. so Jen, you want to take us out and give everybody a yeehaw oh, goodbye?
1: Why picking on me tonight. I feel like you're picking on me, Jen. Jen you
0: have said fewer <laughs> words tonight than <laughs> the first three minutes of your last episode. She's you am not on. a
1: St. John's or- I'm not. I'm not. And, and the thing is, I told you, like. I can't even find this stuff anywhere. Like, I want to watch the game that you guys are talking about. It sounds
2: exciting and fun, and I can find it. So. We'll to
0: well, you. You will get box seats when we are in Nationals Jen's next year. Jen's going
2: to get one of those season passes to St. John's <laughs> next year, and she better yeah. be there for
0: every season. She's, she's going to be, I think be <laughs> less, less.
4: Spoiler alert, Jen, you only need to watch the last 30 seconds of the game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Hey, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, we will be back. Uh, next week, I'm not sure who we have on yet, but we do have Chase Blackburn in the mix to come on talk about his uh, his Take, foundation his and playing in John. the NFL and uh, get
4: a new job. I think he just got yeah, a new job. Man. L.A. Rams
0: special teams coordinator. So, yeah. uh, pretty exciting. But uh, thank you, everybody. Find us on Apple, and you guys have a good night.
2: Adios. Bye bye.